0: Yes, hello, and welcome to Reels in the Round with Ronan and Kirk, and this week featuring Salem. Yes, so we are live on both Facebook and YouTube, uh, so we will be fielding questions as we go. But Ronan, kick us off.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, today, or for the next couple weeks, I am probably going to be known as One-Arm (laughs) Ronan. I think I'd be that lame? <laughs>
0: I can come up with so much better than
1: one-armed Ronan. Let's hear it then.
0: We're going to let it build. Okay. <laughs> it, okay. It, 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 it'll get there, Captain Hook. So, um, go ahead.
1: Well, for anyone that was wondering or curious, I was mountain biking, and I was trying to steer away from the tree, and I did a rookie mistake, front braked, and went over the handlebars landed on my left shoulder. How's the tree? I didn't hit it. I, I, well, then, mission accomplished. <laughs> really. I think we can chalk that, chalk that up for a win. Right? I mean, I got one heck of a star, uh, scar after surgery. The idea was to miss but... the tree. <laughs> yeah. You missed the tree. I think that we should focus on the positive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and plus, the bike's not broken. The bike's not broken. No. So you, you shattered your <laughs> clavicle, yep. but the tree and the bike is
0: fine. I think that we're, like... <laughs> Again, we're just winning all over the place
1: this week. (laughs) More positives than negatives. More positives than negatives. I've also gotten to watch uh, movies and shows, too.
0: So real quick before we move off of uh, your uh, arm in in predicting. Where were you
1: mountain biking? I was in Pennsylvania State Park. Okay. Okay. Is this a good place to mountain bike? Uh, That was actually the first time I mountain biked. I'm not sure if the trails were meant for mountain biking, but it didn't say no mountain biking. So we went for it. (laughs) <laughs> i mean all i said was no quads so we were on bicycles
0: so i i have a really really <laughs> do we feel we've learned something from this experience
1: and this isn't a trick question yeah what did we learn no front braking
0: so <laughs> i'm gonna give you a lot of shit but i need you to understand something Kay. in 2007 i bought my first motorcycle yeah i had never sat on a motorcycle before it's not like I'd been riding f- for years. It's not like, oh, I'd grown up riding, or I'd had other people's bikes, or I'd tried a bike before. Mm-hmm. No, no. I had never sat on a motorcycle, and in 2007, I went and bought a 2007 Suzuki Boulevard C50. Uh, <laughs> brand new. Seven miles on it. Oh, wow. Yep. And uh, after completely negotiating with the guy, getting the price to where I want it, getting it going and everything, I, mm-hmm. uh, I sign. I ink on the dotted line, all is good. Bike now belongs to me. And I look at him and I was like, okay, so explain the gears to me. Do they go one two one neutral two three four or is it one neutral two three four? And he looks at me and he goes like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, I really need to know that. It'll be really hard to ride if I don't know which direction the gears go. And he's like, you don't ride? I was like, not yet. You need to tell me how the gears work. So completely white as a sheet. Yeah. He was like, they go up. I was like, "Cool, thanks." <laughs> That's so hard. Jeez, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he uh, he walked me through how the gears worked, and I rode off into L.A. traffic at 4 p.m. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, have you ever watched any of the old Wiley e. Coyote like Roadrunner cartoons? Yeah, yeah. Where like he doesn't fall off the cliff until he realizes mm-hmm. that he's gone off the edge. Like he's be, being oblivious is what made him not fall yeah i made it 23 and a half hours not dying only because i was too stupid to know that i was being stupid when i think back to what i like i know people that have been writing for years that wouldn't Mm -hmm. have done things i did and the only reason i did that i did them is not because i am an adrenaline junkie or particularly skilled is because i was too stupid to know that they weren't smart (laughs) um yeah that night on my first night writing i went and rode and drive which, if you're familiar, is a very windy road in the hills of Los Angeles. It's very, very dark, and people are, it, like, it's dangerous for experienced riders. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I did that on my first night.
1: <laughs> first night. I see.
0: Totally fine. The next day, uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is that the next day at 3.30 p.m. on Sunset Boulevard, at about Sunset and Western, for those of you who are familiar with the uh, L.A. area, that exact thing happened to me. I was driving, and I had only ever ridden a scooter, which only has one break. Yeah. And the brakes on the handle. And so on the, on a bike, the it's on the, the front pedal, brake, right. no, well the front brake is on the, the handle and the back brake is on the pedal, but I'd ridden scooters that only had a handbrake, <laughs> which is both <laughs> brakes. Yeah. So I'm riding an 800 pound bike at about 35 <laughs> miles an hour. And the car in front of me stops short. I slam down on the <laughs> front brake and fly over the handlebars in rush hour traffic on my second day 23rd hour of writing bike was fine though <laughs> um,
1: didn't the, I didn't car, car. That, that's good
0: <laughs> my pride didn't recover fully like yeah. I, I spilled right in front of a ga- right in front of a gas station slash bus stop at rush hour so there was about 25 witnesses to this and they're all like you okay? dude you, know, they're like, <laughs> you gonna be okay bro I'm like yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna give you crap, but I was ten years older than you. Yeah. That, uh, I was 25 in that story, so I was 25 and did that on a motorcycle. In so you doing it on a bicycle. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you crap, but please know that I have no room to talk <laughs> at all. I mean,
1: to be fair, I've been doing this like every other weekend for like at least like three months now. So
0: yeah, no, it was Wednesday. <laughs> you 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 made it longer than me. Yeah. Um, yep. So let's kick it off here. Let's talk movies. What movie okay. did we watch this week?
1: This week we watched Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko.
2: Yes. I and- swear this is the thing that inspired FNAF.
0: Yeah, so no <laughs> like so I want to actually introduce everyone to Salem real <laughs> fast. This is Salem. She is my daughter. She is 13 and an the youngest, grader, right? Yes. yes. Going into uh, a awesome artist, going into uh going into her freshman year. You're big into Undertale and Five Nights at Freddy's and the as you were watching Donnie Darko, I'm a good parent. Shut up. As, um, uh, as as I was watching, as we were watching Donnie Darko, you had lots of really interesting comments that neither Ron and I knew what you were talking about because you speak to a generation. Well, no, you're the
1: same generation. I was supposed to say like, I know what FNAF is.
0: Shut up. <laughs> me, uh, talk to me about Five Nights at Freddy's and FNAF, and what was the other one? Uh, oh, ben, you're that one, yeah. Walk to. You saw Frank. And and you talk to talk to me a little about those so characters.
2: Springtrap is. So, oh.
0: You're on television now. Sit up. <laughs> Be all dignified and shit. Good parents.
2: <laughs> so Springtrap is a um haunted animatronic, haunted by a ghost named William Afton, who was a serial killer who murdered children. Sometimes fellow. you
0: can't blame him, right? Anyway, <laughs> jeez. And,
2: um, he what he did is that he like went Into a Springlock animatronic suit and like lured in children, two of his own, and killed them brutally. And now they haunt animatronics.
0: So, why, what about Spring Shock? Spring Shock? Pr-
2: spring Trap.
0: What about Spring Trap? I mean, do pulling such dad moves right now. Like, <laughs> you uh, really are. Yeah, like, Tell me about that, son. Anyway, what about Spring Trap was similar to Frank?
2: They're both killer rabbits.
0: Well, it's hard to overlook that kind of similarity. <laughs> but anyway, so so walk me through it. We're gonna uh, tap uh, tag you in a few more times, Salem.
1: But walk mm. me through it. Okay. Well, bef- oh, it's kind of a bit hard and complicated to do. That. I want to hear you try to tell people what Donnie Darko. <laughs> okay. Well, I I I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be easier to say like what I thought of like because I was thinking of different movies when uh-huh. I was watching this. Okay. First one being... Shoot. Totally, totally forgot. But one of the other ones I thought of was Sinister.
0: Okay. how How is it similar?
1: Which... Have you seen that movie? No. So in Sinister, it's the spirit that talks to the children of the families. Okay. And they make films of them killing their families. And they... So a wholesome, uplifting film. <laughs> of course. Cool. Yeah. And... Just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and well, I I kind of compared these two because I thought Frank the Bunny was telling Donnie Darko what to do. Okay, but I'm not sure if that is correct or not.
0: It, I haven't seen Sinister, but I would absolutely say that Frank was the 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 spirit guide almost yeah. literally. Uh, not to say Frank that he was, was a spirit, spirit but he was guiding the spirit. Um, no, I would agree with that, and so. <laughs> one of my favorite things so donnie darko came out in 2001 Mm -hmm. uh right before i went to film school so the entire time i was in film school donnie darko was like oh my gosh man have you seen it it's like so next level (laughs) um and i will say that i saw it you know shortly thereafter 2001 and it uh i love it not just because i like the movie and i think it's good but Mm -hmm. because it is such an amazing sort of litmus test for storytelling because one of my favorite things is you find someone who loves donnie darko and you say hey cool what's it about and they're like oh haven't you seen it like, no i have seen it tell me what it's about and they're like oh well i mean as you know it's a yes finish that sentence i dare you <laughs> time traveling rabbit yes and strangely no <laughs> it's about the worst plane crash in history yes and strangely no it's about a troubled young man who mm, is he troubled I mean, he's troubled by the things he's seeing, but like yeah. troubled implies that he's crazy, but he's, he's not. It's
2: about a guy who turns into a
0: wormhole. It's about a guy... Who tra- <laughs> like, uh, it's, about a, it's about a young teen who travels through a wormhole. I sp- like All of these are correct and also <laughs> woefully inadequate as to what this movie is about. And I love that. I love that mm-hmm. it's actually a brilliant story,
1: but the describing it is <laughs> basically impossible. I, I mean, like, where the cat... Uh, I want to say a catchphrase or like ideas. That's probably a terrible term for that too. But kind of like the, you you don't know how to, you don't, you haven't mastered a subject until you can teach it. Sure. I, I don't want to say this film kind of portrays into this. Like, like if you have to like watch it so many, I mean, I don't know how many times you've seen it. You still don't really know what it's about. I mean, four or five, like truly,
0: like, I mean, Maybe six. Like, this isn't a movie that I've watched a ton, a ton. Yeah. I watched it in film school. I've watched it half a dozen times, probably.
1: I mean, like, the more you watch it, you might be able to pick up on different clues and hidden messages. And and layers, yeah. Yeah. Like, that type of thing to be able to master it and, like, fully understand it. Sure. But, uh, like, if you talk to the director, does he even know what it's about? I would hope so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But there's no real telling at this point. Um, Yeah. Okay, so wanna, wanna, let's kick off. So hold on, Salem. What would you say the movie was about?
1: Exactly. So <laughs> uh, go ahead, Ronan. What's the first slide? So director Richard Kelly, he's yeah. also the writer. Uh, the Box, Southland Tales, and Domino. Have you seen Domino? No. I mean, usually the three you put up are things that you're familiar
0: with. So I haven't seen any of these. Um, I've not seen The <laughs> Box. Oh, I've heard of Southland Tales. Domino... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait. Which Domino? Because the Domino I'm thinking of he did not direct. I believe you. I'm just curious if there's a different movie called Domino because the internet
2: will to <laughs> <laughs> <Through> the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourself.
1: <laughs> that was not Janice. <gasps> no. <Or> what? <laughs> but uh Salem. So since you mentioned FNAF the other movies that I watched recently new movie that came out that you that you may also like since it so portrays FNAF is Willy's Wonderland. When I am pissed off by Willie
0: <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <laughs> because why on earth would you make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie if you're not just going to call it Five Nights at Freddy's? Like <laughs> you the Nicholas Cage movie, right? Yep. I I saw that and I'm like this infuriates me. Why didn't they spend the extra $4 to license <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's? Because it's like, we should watch that movie just so I can be really, really pissed off. Yeah, he did not direct. He did not direct Domino.
1: He directed a Domino. He wrote Domino. Oh. he
0: He's the, st- he was, the, I was about to say, yeah. Tony, so Domino's my favorite Tony Scott
1: film. I see. I'm, I'm a
0: Tony Scott fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he's the story by... Uh,
1: I see. Of Domino. And Domino's amazing, but continue. About FNAF? Or, or, oh, yeah, no, let's do FNAF, yeah. Oh, about like Willy's Wonderland? Or sure. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: let's take a quick moment to rag on films pretending to be other films. Right? <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, which is pretending to be called Willy's Wonderland because they were too cheap to buy the name.
1: I mean, that that, that is another film that I I was going to ask if we could bring up onto the show.
0: I, I have let's, not watched it, but I will. Okay. Oh, because I. Th- enjoy it
1: good <laughs> Um so if, so if we're doing this if we're doing that movie on our show, just wait for that then.
2: Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> it's not my fault that you have just never mind. Probably, <laughs> it probably is my fault. Okay, so uh Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal, are on this film played uh, played by Danny Darko and Elizabeth Darko. Respectively. You picked some
0: really interesting characters. Like, so you didn't. <laughs> Salem, sit up. I'm trying to no, that's fine. Sit up. It. Um, why do you not have Jenna Malone on here? Who's a way bigger character than even Maggie Gyllenhaal <laughs> <laughs> or Holmes Osborne? Like, yeah, Jenna Malone's the girlfriend. And you don't even have her up here, and she's a star. I mean, to
1: be fair, I haven't watched this be- like when I was making the slides, fair so enough. I do have that going for me.
0: For the record, she's. Who is she in the ring?
2: And Spirit
0: of the White. Oh, she's Samara. Right? Yep. (laughs) The sister, the little sister was Samara. Wow. That's cool. Okay, starting at the top, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nightcrawler, Brokeback Mountain, and Prisoners. Um, Cool. Holmes Osborne.
1: The Box, South End Tales, which are from... Richard Kelly. Have you seen Identity? No, I have not.
0: One of my favorite independent films. So good. We should watch that one too.
1: Okay. Super good. (laughs) And then Maggie Gyllenhaal, like we said, Dark Knight, Secretary, and Crazy Heart. Have you seen any of those movies? Dark Knight. Have you seen Secretary? No, not a
0: recommendation, but okay. <laughs> dang. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and Davy chase, as we said, Lilo and stitch the ring and spirited away. I think you're cheating with two of those being animation. <laughs> but Cool. <clears throat> Next up. Oh yeah. So let's just talk filmmaking. Okay. Walk me through it. The writing, the pacing, the, the film, the cinematography, like what did you think of the, the structure and what you talk me?
1: Well, I guess the first thing comes first. First things first. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, the beginning comes first. Talk about the beginning. I do. I do. Since, uh, the uh, I love it so much. <laughs> the, nerd. Third minutes,
0: right? I wasn't thirty. It was more than that. Um, <laughs> storytelling is a is storytelling is an arc, mm-hmm. and it starts with once upon a time. It always starts with once upon a time, even if those aren't the words. It storytelling starts with the beginning and and that's where you find out where you are once upon a time in a faraway land the first thing you hear in a story is remarkably important and i've said on this podcast as well as many others that you can mess up that you mess up a story in the first act way more often than you screw it up in the last act a lot of people are like i love this movie but it ended badly no it probably started badly um the first line of this movie Mm -hmm. i think is probably one of the most brilliant lines in filmmaking and it's after four minutes and 20 seconds of establishing <laughs> shots, Maggie Gyllenhaal looks to her father and says, I'm voting for Dukakis. And that's the first line. That's the first line. I'm voting for Dukakis. And then there's about a three minute conversation about the election and the economy. And now in this remarkably unforeshadowing thing, because I, I hate <laughs> overt foreshadowing. There's no overt foreshadowing in this film, in, in this mm-hmm. conversation. They don't talk about anything really important. Other than they mention Harvard, sort of, but like that doesn't really even play a part of the movie. Like, no, it's not a foreshadowing, but what it does do is it absolutely, to people my age or older, tells you everything you need to know about this family. The movie was made in 2001, takes place in 1988, and it starts with I'm voting for Dukakis. And that tells you everything so you much. About who they are financially, politically, socio-demographic. There, this conversation and the responses of the people in the
1: room—it's
0: mm-hmm. one of the, my favorite conversations. Not in general, like if it was twenty minutes into the movie, it would be really stupid. But as it is, the establishment of these characters, I think it is—it is absolutely one of the coolest things in cinema.
1: Um. Yeah, because like something that you always tell me all the time is like the first frame what do you want the audience to know in the first frame? Right. And well, they waited like four minutes
0: and 20 seconds. Yeah. But
1: it's same concept kind of
0: And visual exposition counts. Like they do a lot of storytelling first, but Mm -hmm. like they will, you can learn a lot about someone with no words, but that first line I'm voting for Dukakis. You learn so much about this family (laughs) this fast. And it's really, really cool. Really cool. But how about you? Like, talk to me. About, you know, how did it open? Because you knew nothing about this movie.
1: No, I did not. I mean, all I saw was, a like a, poorly. Oh,
0: it's a terrible trailer. Huh? The trailer?
1: I didn't watch the trailer. You did not watch the trailer? No. Oh, I was talking about the um, like the, cover art. The like, oh yeah, the
0: poster. The rabbit face.
1: Yeah, the yeah. poster. Like the this t- uh terribly like a party city esque bunny that you would find there. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that's all I knew going into it so so walk me through this journey like i so enjoy this journey for you (laughs) walk through it uh so like i said with films that i kind of connected with what i thought was going to happen but um so another movie that you haven't seen sure uh hide uh hide and seek oh no i haven't i want to it's
0: it's high on my list
1: which is one that i've told you about beforehand sure and where what comparative to to like this movie the main characters where where you think donnie darko and frank the bunny are different people in that movie the same person i thought in this movie donnie darko and frank the bunny was the same person just talking to himself anytime in a movie you have a
0: especially any movie about time travel where you have a mysterious masked character. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good guess to assume that the masked person is the other <laughs> person. Yeah. Um, I just watched tenant this last weekend. I the, watched it too. This last weekend.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I just watched this like last, last weekend, week, but yeah. And I will say that the minute there was the scene where the mask got, uh, pulled off and then, um, the, the Edward Cullen character runs without it ever showing. his face, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's him cool. Like, I mean, the minute <laughs> yeah. it didn't show the mask came off and it doesn't show the van. It's like, Oh, got it. Cool. Got it. Yep. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, no, it, yes. I think you're supposed
1: to kind of assume the second you find out about time was like, it's going
0: to be Donnie and it's not, it's not Donnie.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like with all the voices in the head, I thought I was just make like him telling himself to do that yeah. in a way and like talking to him in the mirror. But then in the movie theater scene when Frank, pulls out pulls out the mask yep A- actually in that scene since we were talking about filmmaking yep and like all the like twists and turns that were happening uh wh- when frank says uh what are you doing that stupid human mask yeah i, I thought he was gonna pull off his face and everything. yeah yeah like, right. what
0: are you doing in that stupid bunny suit what are you doing in that stupid human suit yeah it was man suit. is it man suit <laughs> <laughs> That's um, no, I, I absolutely, yeah, that that's a cool scene. Cause it, mm-hmm. again, it's lots of foreshadowing without like, you know, why is his eye bleeding? Yeah. Why is, you know, what's going on in, in this scene? Um, so how about the payoff, the, the giant wormhole, the, the kind of end, the twists like through and through, what did you think of the overall story? Even though the story is completely ine- ineffable and completely impossible to explain. What did you think?
1: I, I actually I I actually really like the story because I mean you like you know how I am with films I do as uh, well three weeks ago you said that I was gonna like this film right and yeah I did because I, I like the thrillers where you don't know what's happening but yep. it gives like hints and secrets along the way to so the end well this one didn't really give any hints and secrets it doesn't
0: but it also doesn't defy its own trick like I hate the ones yeah. where there's a a reveal you're like that makes no sense no this one. It doesn't give you any hints, but it all makes sense as it develops.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's all, yeah. Which another thing I was going to bring up was another movie thing that you absolutely hate. Okay. Where, well, this is kind of it. Okay. Where uh, where the main character or any character was just like, oh, I just woke up from a dream. <laughs> This does not do that. Uh, It almost does. It almost does, but (laughs) there's a
0: difference between a time loop and a dream. (laughs) Salem, what did you think of the story?
2: I thought it was great. I wanted to make several Undertale references. Please.
0: No, I mean, because the reason I wanted you guys to watch this is that even though this movie was an independent film from 2001, this movie Mm -hmm. is still subtextually very culturally relevant as we've already yep. said there's lots of things from undertale to five nights at freddy's uh that are that are currently still borrowing this imagery that are still borrowing this these tropes because donnie darko really was a a very pioneering type film so walk to, talk to me talk to me about undertale you can be our undertale correspondent <laughs> we go to you live with salem westwood our undertale correspondent
2: exploring the underground and they have the power to reset and change everything because in Undertale there is different stories for everything you do and so we talk about timelines and like all of this stuff a lot and when we were talking about the time travel and the timelines I'm like this seems very Undertale okay
0: <laughs> no I like it yeah have you played Undertale? no I have not either. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I like because I mean, I I know a lot of people. Undertale is very big right now mm-hmm. and, and Salem is big on it. Uh, that's cool. So um, what else? Any other cool observations from Frank to the you made another one. I can't remember what it was. You talked about Frank. You talked about Undertale. There was something else about like the the mm-hmm. the the spirits coming from their chests. You made a comment
2: Um, like bubbles. I thought it looked like bubbles. That's like
1: like the actual level that's what- okay oh yeah first when i saw like the spirits coming from the ch- from the chest i thought of venom <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: a, that's a decent uh decent <laughs> analogy okay so filmmaking camera angle sound like the actual technical what'd you think
1: oh i, I thought it was very weird okay in, in a way where there's just so much songs and lyrics yes especially when nowadays everything under the sun is copyrighted. Sure, and how they were able to do that. I'm like, I was just like, I wonder how much of their budget was spent on getting songs. Yeah,
0: was, I mean, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but it was a very, very, very lyric-heavy, sound-heavy film. Because
1: you got some pretty popular songs in there with the lyrics.
0: Now, I'd be interested because, like, like Mad World at the end, mm-hmm. that was made popular by this film, not the other way around. Oh, I see. Um. I mean, it was a cover of the 1980s Tears for Fear" song, yeah. but it isn't the Tears for Fears version. It's a different, it is It is a cover that was written for this film. I so see. I wonder, I don't know the answer. I wonder how much of that is that. Um, Salem, what do you think of like the, the, the quality of the filmmaking? Like not the story, but the film itself.
2: I thought it was nice. I did get really confused. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean, again, anyone who tells you they know what Donnie Darko is about is a liar. Like you can Like put
2: your phone down and like put,
0: like Like Salem was like, <laughs> like Salem was like drawing. I'm like, "No, no, no, this isn't one of those movies you're really going to need to watch." <laughs> like you're you're going to need to keep your eyes on the screen. Keep your eyes <laughs> on the screen for the like hands and feet inside the car and eyes on the screen at all times. Blink it, you'll just you'll just get confused.
1: Really well. Um okay.
0: Uh I I I love it. I think that it's remarkably from a technical aspect, really well made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, my favorite thing, and I know the answer to the question for the record, but <laughs> one of my favorite questions with this is how did this movie get greenlit? You know, filmmakers walk into a group of people and like, I want to make a movie. Great. What's it about? <gasps> a young man. Um, yeah. And he dies. No, let's let's let me start again. It's, it's a young man. And he, um, he uh, he turns into a rabbit no that's not true he meets a rabbit yes he meets and kills a rabbit wait no that's not right so there's this time traveling rabbit who meets a young man that's not true either you're <laughs> just gonna need to trust me on this one <laughs> that's not how that went but i'm dying to know i know that the answer is that drew barrymore was behind this from the very beginning and she uh executive produced it and championed it and brought it to life I see, but yeah. my question is how did she come across? How was it? <laughs> like I, this film is so confusing. I want to know how it was
1: born. Yeah. Um. Is it based on a book? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it said it was.
0: John Pell, uh, John Paul Verde, a friend of mine. I love Donnie Darko. I, uh, I love how here. Hold on. Let me bring it up. I love Donnie Darko. I love how well it goes on filming and showing tropes that build the school and community. That's super true because mm-hmm. it, it plays the, It plays on the Patrick Swayze kind of like inspirational speaker trope. It speaks on the bully trope. It plays on a lot of stereotypes. It plays on a lot of different, um, vibes and things. And it uses these building blocks to build this insane world, but it does it by building it on on a lot of cliches. John Paul, that is a remarkably good point.
1: It does play a lot of 1980s cliche cards. Yes. (laughs) And then another thing that, uh, when you asked about filmmaking, sure. I I forgot to mention this, but one of the other one of the things I liked about this film, but I don't see much in other movies. I see a lot more in like YouTube videos. Sure. Time warping. What do you mean? Like how it just like suddenly goes fast and then slow like time lapse.
0: Yep. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I liked how it did that. It does it does has a lot does a lot of fun things with that this was very i don't want to say very early cg obviously we've been doing cg since the early 1980s yeah but this was 2001 and it was they were using some kind of cool new method not methods uh uses of cg in kind of a fun way i, I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um let's let's hit let's go into some of the specs
1: okay Budget, $6 million,
0: generated $6.98 million. Now, so here's the thing. There's a 0% chance that information is correct, and let me tell you why. Okay. Somewhere on that page, it said the date that data was collected, and I'm willing to bet that's the first year or two. Like, I mean, it was like- I see. Like, it was or in theaters or- because yeah. That movie, I mean, we gave it $10 today. Like, mm-hmm. this movie is a cult classic. That movie, that number's right. I'm not saying- It broke even, it made a million dollars- that's probably in the first year or two or three. This one is still unbelievably relevant. And yeah, I'm not saying that it did way, way better than that. I'm just (laughs) saying that no, 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 it did better than that. Uh, That, that looks like a meager, a meager amount. It really does. Yeah. It's it, it did better than that. It just took 20 years to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, awards, one ton, one like dozen and nominated for another dozen.
0: Yeah. I mean, every film festival on the planet just called it like to, to, yeah,
1: and then another thing I found interesting that I didn't put it in here because I didn't know what you would say about it. Let's find out. But like you were mentioning about like how false <coughs> that number was for the how much yeah. it generated in 2016, I yeah. believe it got like best um, like f- something in a DVD. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. Ratings. I want to talk about this film was rated eight out of 10 on IMDb 86 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 71 on Metacritic. Yes. So I'm going to ignore the top two. Cause whatever 71 on Metacritic is insanely high. Like again, when I used to do my old show nerdy news at noon, yep. we used to all every movie we did a full breakdown of and like 51 on Metacritic is high. Metacritic is just like, they are salty, salty internet <laughs> trolls. All of them. Every last one. Seventy-one on Metacritic is insane. Um, I would agree with all of those numbers. Th- this is a <laughs> this is an eighty-six. This, this is a. I think IMDb in this particular one is my or eighty. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which I hate, is my closest of. <laughs> I would give this a, an eighty-six to eighty-nine. Like I, was gonna,
1: this, I was gonna say to be fair, on Metacritic on the website, on like the People's Choice or yeah. like the People's Score, yeah, was a seventy-six. Okay, so okay. I mean that's still cl- like around like the eighty. And all that, no, but so, I mean, like so seventies,
0: like that is a room, and these days it's really hard to get higher than that unless you're Marvel, and even then, like, blah. <laughs> I I think that these are solid numbers. Salem, what would you rate it if you had to give it a? a, a if you're a teacher and you were grading out of it, ten, out of ten, or out of a hundred, like would you give this what percentage if you were grading it <laughs> overall? Yes, Mister Kelly, thank you for turning in your homework. <laughs> <God, Ann. laughs> A, B. Are you writing anything on the report card? Like must speak to your parents.
2: <laughs> Contact.
1: Must eat therapy. Okay, like <laughs> eat more fiber.
2: Um, <laughs> you're <laughs> full of. Anyway, um. There isn't like an artist anywhere
0: who doesn't eat therapy. No, I know, but like honest, honest to goodness, like what would you give it from a from a grade perspective? B plus, so solid. Yeah, yeah. no, right around right there. I agree. And uh, is this our last slide? Yeah. Okay. I really like Donnie Darko, not just because I enjoy the film itself, but because I think the Donnie Darko is is such. It's a treasure trove of conversations of everything from good storytelling to mm-hmm. good filmmaking to to. It's just it's a treasure trove of of anecdotes and conversations, and I think it can be used uh, really well. What do you want to yeah. watch next
1: week? So there's two, maybe three options up for grabs. Okay, uh, one is the the um not not pre- sequel. Would it be the sequel S-Darko. to this movie? S Darko, seven years later. S Darko. That's one of the options. Sure. Since we did just watch Donnie Darko,
0: yeah, and I've never seen S Darko, so that would be fun.
1: The other one was in the tall grass.
0: I, I want to watch that. We've said we will, but not. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and then Willie's Wonderland. So
2: I just realized why it's called Willie's Wonderland. Why is that? Because the person who's a ciliary killer and later becomes spring tra- Springtrap is named Willie Nafton.
0: Willie's Wonderland. It is okay. <laughs> Salem, you're coming next week. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, uh, this has been a reels in the round with Ronan Kirk and Salem, but, mm-hmm. uh, Next week, we're watching Willy's Wonderland or, you know, (laughs) Diet Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) Uh, And I think it'll be a good time.
2: Yeah. Anything to
0: send us off, Salem? Or devoir. Okay. I I don't know why. Sure. No, there's no reason. That was a good one. Sure. Rona? Uh,
1: Any bad dad jokes? (laughs) Any reasons to fire you this week? Well, Kirk, why do you think I like video editing so much? I have no idea. I hate video editing. Well, to cut a long story short. Anyways, just like in this movie, Donnie Darko, and in Groundhog Day, maybe Happy Death Day as well. We're going to end just like how we began. I've been Rodin, He's been Kirk. Salem's over there. This this has been Reels in the Round. We'll see you guys next week. You look regretful. That was bad. (laughs)